All right, so what's going on, y'all? We back again with another episode of Only by Faith. This time around, I got my homeboy Dodge with me. He's another serial entrepreneur, and this is a good way to start off the series titled The Art of the Hustler. And so I grew up with this man. We both grew up in the same neighborhood, around the same people, went to the same schools. So watching this man as we grow up, coming up with schemes together, coming up with business plans and marketing and stuff like that, this is a man that y'all can definitely learn something from. He got a bunch of businesses himself, but I ain't going to speak too much for him. I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell y'all what he got going on right now. Without further ado, Dodge, you got the flow, man. What's up, bro? What it is, what it ain't. You know, Diamond Paint. Hey, first off, man, shout out Stefan, the creator, you know what I'm saying, for, you know, allowing me to be on his platform. Like he said, we, um, we grew up together. You know, we seen each other. Uh, work uh, towards our goals. We had a lot of businesses that we developed um, in our younger days, and um, sitting back and watching him and his uh, clothing set, um, I, I consider myself a investor, day trader, artist, entrepreneur. So a lot of a lot of the things that inspired me to work came from you know my brother Stefan, you know, and his desire to work you know, in the bill, more wealth for our generation to come. You know, I'm like any other person, man. You know, my story thing wasn't always cookies and cream, you know, but that's that's anybody's story. You know, my, my main thing growing up was how can I help others in a sense to uh I can make my dreams come true and be that person to put people on. Like that, that was always something that we was always big on um in our group nation on growth. It, it don't take a lot of time, you know, when you have a vision, you know, and that, that's one of the main things I push on my team. I have a forex team. I got about 60 people under me right now. So what that means is I'm going to get paid, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a compensation check for them, you know, before I even take a trade, you know what I'm saying? That's just network marketing. Um, I'm also a network marketer, you know, so it's a lot of ways to hustle. You know, one thing, you know, me and Stefan, we, we got a comment look up to Nipsey Hustle. You know, before, you know, before he died and before everybody was running to him, you know, you know, like they say, the man only had one real album to come out. So, you know, his fan base wasn't as huge as it is now after his death, but we was always studying him and watching his videos and watching it, listening at his music because he was dropping game the whole time. The whole time he was dropping sauce about how to build your brand and how to uh, have that mentality to where you running this race, but you're not wearing yourself out. You know what I'm saying? It's about that marathon. And that's something that we definitely big on. Definitely grateful to be here, man. For sure, man. And I'm glad that you touched on a lot of different things right there. But for those out there who um, who are on fence, you know what I'm saying, on edge, nervous about like, jumping into the whole Forex game. Um, we're not giving them too much of the details because I know they got to pay for that. But uh, speak a little bit on that and as to, like, why you got into it, how you got into it, like, what convinced you to even get into it? Because a lot of people nowadays, they see that and they like, oh, they scamming or, oh, this ain't a legit business. But, yeah. like, <laughs> is that – because that's how I kind of was yeah, at yeah, the beginning. Yeah. But, um, like you said, me and you, we've been on that whole trade wave. <laughs> But it's just like with other people, the way they approach yeah. it or like how aggressively they come off, some people might get um, scared away. 
thinking that it's a scam and they don't want to get ripped off. So like put a couple people at ease because they know right. me. So they know me. They know you. They know you good people. Just just right. put a couple people on. Let them know what they can do and what what the end goal is and things like that. Right, 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 right. So so with that being said, you know, you touched on something you just said, you said I'm good people. Um that's gonna be the first that's gonna be the first step to put, you know, people at ease. You know, when you're dealing with somebody who got a good reputation, you know, they kinda they kinda bank on that, you know. You know, Facts. we we not known for, you know what I'm saying, scamming and frying, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, so we understand that, you know, our name works silver and gold. So I, I just want to say, uh, so one thing I tell anybody who joined this business is <clears throat> it's only a scam if you don't put in the work. If you join this business and happen in this opportunity and you think that this money going to come to you without you um, having to face some sort of obstacle to climb, then you scam this opportunity. Um, this business was presented to me by Dale Pips. He's a six-figure trader. He's about 19 or 20 years old. And um, he showed me uh, a, lot of, a lot of my new strategies. Um, for those who don't know, I've been trading. The opportunity was presented to me in 2017. And I was also the same. I'm like, man, it's a, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A little sketchy, but my <laughs> my my, my uh, pessimistic side didn't mm-hmm. last for too long when I seen these young dudes about my age running up all their money. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can get it, too. I'm going to get that, too. So uh, with that being said, man, um, I'm gonna break a little bit down. I'm gonna break the market down a little bit, you know. So I can't give away all the sauce, but I can give y'all exactly. a little drip. So the forex forex world is a seven trillion dollar market. That's the biggest industry, like period. You talking about Apple? You talking about billions and hundreds of billions? You talking about Amazon? You talking about billions? We talking about trillions. The reason that this market is so banks, the banks hold the world's capital. Right. If you don't understand that, then you don't understand business. You don't understand. That's the first thing to understand. Your understanding is going to ease that for you. If you understand and you and you know, you know certain ideas and certain elements about um, banks or or trading or, or not even that, just currency. Just the mm-hmm. fact that if I, me personally, if I want to go on a vacation mm-hmm. uh, to South Korea, and I and I take U.S. dollar there. I'm gonna hold that that US dollar. I can't spend that in certain places. You know, so right. I've been a career. So I already know they don't want US right. dollars in certain places. They look at it like monopoly, man. I don't want that. You know what I'm right, saying? Exactly. They want what's called they won. They want their currency. <laughs> so I understand if I go there with ten dollars in USD, I go ahead and I flip that out for one, which is I go and I'm ready to go back to America. I'm ready to get back. I've been over here too long. It's nice. Out of dime. When I go and change this money back, this currency back to US dollar, more than likely I'm probably going to get a, a profit off of that just for holding that. And that's just what Forex is profit off the fluctuations of price based on different currencies, based on different countries. What you have are two different economies or two different countries. Right. And it's kind of like a basketball game. You, you, you see which one winning, which one losing. And the right. beautiful thing about Forex is I can make money even if a certain team is losing. If I think mm-hmm. some team is going to lose, I call them teams, but really right, it's right. countries. If yeah. I think this this certain pair is going to sell off quicker than another pair, I can make money. You know, mm-hmm. I like I I I um 
I used to do stocks a little more, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, but the thing about stocks is I only make money if the price goes up. So right. And I can make money if the price go up, if the price go down. It's going to be based off your analysis. It's going to be based off your analysis and your psychology. That's what, they, that's what they're not going to tell you. Right. That's what they're not going to tell you. It's going to be based off of how you feel the market is headed. Um, a lot of people make money off stocks. I haven't invested in stocks since about 2017, maybe 18. Um, I like to invest in precious metals. Um, that's my big bang. You know what I'm saying? I do all this to invest in gold. I do all this to invest in silver. Real money, God's money. Uh, so that's just another part of part of information that I learned just from studying and reading about different millionaires, you know, and how they amass their wealth. Right. So for y'all, and it just, it ain't a scam. Only thing you got to do is learn about currencies. You know what I'm saying? You flip, you invest a dollar, you take it to career, you come back, you might have a dollar fifty. Boom. Simple as that. It ain't a scam. If you're into it, holla at my boy Dodge. What's your Instagram? Oh, uh, you can get at me at gv.forex. Gv.forex. That's the and best way to get you me on. On my uh, forex Instagram. Yeah, I got you. I got you. For sure. All right. You know what I'm saying? I got so access I, to, you know, like I said, six figure traders, man. <laughs> for sure. Another one of the questions is that I have for you. Right. Is that, like you said, and like we mentioned before, we both started multiple businesses. We all got multiple businesses on on the horizon. Even now, like we got so much going on. We got so much more even coming. What gives you that push, that drive to be like, all right, I'm a hustler. I got to get up. I got to get it by any means. This business working out. All right, I need to start another one. What makes you say, I ain't settling right now. What what keeps you going? Growing up, my biggest motivation was always providing for my family. I had three. I had, I got a list that I kind of been living by since I was about fourteen. The list is God. Mm-hmm. It's first God. Put God before anything. Always. And then family and music. Those are mm-hmm. always my my biggest three uh you know elements in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I love God, I love my family, and I love music. So with that being said, you can take that faith standpoint and you can believe that I was put here to do something bigger and just take, you know, what what keeps me going is the fact that it's like that MJ effect. You know what I'm saying? If if my daughter had the opportunity to win the eighth ring, he would do it. You know what I'm saying? And also it comes from living life. It comes from living life, um, studying my past, studying my present, and predicting my future. Um, that's one thing, man. But I, I would like to say that relationships are going to be your biggest asset. The first, mm-hmm. your relationship with God is going to be your biggest asset. Um, I was blessed to have a father in my life. And I, and I know that many black males don't have that influence going on. So that's something I never, I never took that for granted, having a father in my life. And it really put me ahead of the curve because my um, you know, my father loved us when he took care of us. Um, it was and it was times where it was rough for him for being a, a sole provider. Right. I wasn't always staying with my father. I, I lived with my mother at one point in time. Man, so all the time it was both my mother and father. One point right. in time it was just my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, yes, it just so. come from these different influences of 
brought up, yeah. Um, one thing my dad, he always instilled in us with work ethic. Like, mm-hmm. my boy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he was tired to come banging on your door early in the morning. Right, Terry gonna get up, up means on your feet. He was he served in the army. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get up, up means on your feet. He served in the army. Uh, 1989 to 1993, uh, two-time combat vet, you know, so it, 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 left, a, it left a wound on it, it left an impression mm-hmm. on him. It always kind of had an effect on everything around him, including me and my sisters. So whether yes. it was, you know, little things like going and doing this and doing that, taking care of this, taking care of that, for his satisfaction, you know, mm-hmm. lo and behold, I was building my work ethic. You know, it didn't matter if he had me cutting yards all day despite the fact i did not have the desire to do that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it really wasn't no chilling for me growing up it wasn't no laying around house. you know you exactly. laying around the house you getting chest ties for watching tv oh yeah you know what saying? Sure. i want to be like a, i want to be like the kid <laughs> like that but i can't do it in peace because i already know i'm gonna hear some birds chirping. Man, what you exactly with this that and the third <laughs> Oh, yeah. pick somebody yard. You know, bro, we got the ghost. Just making up stuff to do. You exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 de- I definitely get my work ethic from uh, my daddy. You know, he was also a business owner. You know, at mm-hmm. a young age, I was able to see him run a, a, a huge operation in Gainesville, Florida. He had an urban clothing store by the name of Tightwork Mill. So I was, I was at a young age, and I was seeing, I was seeing, um. Uh, a lot of merchandise, whether mm-hmm. it be designer clothes, whether it be uh, uh, scooters that he was selling to college students, you right. know, whether it be what he seen, I had the opportunity to witness a real entrepreneur, whether he got kicked or punched or, or beat down by life, I seen him always get out and come back. You know, my dad, he went and served some time in jail. I seen my dad. <laughs> My dad was in jail. My mother and father were both in jail at the same time. We were forced to live with our, our grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, we was uh almost put up for adoption if it wasn't for my auntie adopting us. You know, so right. it's it's little things like that with that give you a push in life, like man, right. you give know, you those little blessings like that. So my dad was staying right, my dad was staying on the porch at my grandma house and the porch and it and it was a room on the porch no bigger than Maybe a bathroom in a gas station. I've been in a bat kangaroo bathroom in a gas station with just one, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. no bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It was no bigger than that. Get out of jail with nothing. I seen right. my daddy go take that and come up. He, he he came from nothing. The first thing he did, I watched him. I'm a very observative person. Mm-hmm. It was him, Uncle Jody, you know what I'm saying? They're real close. So I seen him go from power washing, then he'll move on up, maybe cutting grass, then he'll move on up. Until eventually one day, he would he had this old bucket, like we call it the banana. It was a yeah, yeah. it was it was ugly, it was terrible. <laughs> but they got him from point A to B, whether he'll drop me exactly. off to my little friend house at the time, or you know what I'm saying? He gonna, mm-hmm. he gonna move. <laughs> Excuse me, gonna move. So till one day, he um he got us, he took us. We went driving. He said, "Y'all like the house?" We said, "Yeah." We moved in that house, and that's when. And that was about 2017. I was in fifth grade, and from that from that point on, oh, I stayed with, I stayed with my dad. You know what I'm saying? He continued to grow. 
Um, mm-hmm. And he was he was blessed to uh, learn about his opportunities as a, a war vet. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of uh, benefits come with that. So he was able to clock in with that and start building more businesses once that check started rolling in. That's crazy. Uh, I can see how like growing up around an influence such as that and seeing it literally come from the ground up, like you said, would instill like, oh yeah, I got to do something with my life. I got to do something, whether it's this, 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 this. I'm going to be successful regardless because like you've seen it. And like, I feel like that's something that us as black people in general, we always had that, oh, I'm going to get it by any means. Like that's that's just like embedded in our genetic code. Like mm-hmm. we don't let nothing knock, knock us down or let nothing keep us away. Like we're going to, we're going to make a dollar somehow, whether it's like selling somebody a piece of candy, washing cars, like whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so yeah. really we do. We're going to we're going to get it. <laughs> we're going to get it. Exactly. And that's that's like the sole definition of a hustler. And so as I was reflecting on that one day, I was like, it's really a lot of people out here who think of like a hustler as a bad term or a bad person when it's really not like people give it a negative connotation because they don't understand it. But once you understand it and like you grew up in the community where it's like, all, all you know is hustle, like that's the only way you can make it out, then you embrace it. And so that's why it's like it's like an art because hustling ain't for everybody. Ain't, can't, anybody can't hustle. And so we're gonna switch it over to your music business side, right? Talk about like getting started and artist development and where you knew like, all right, you always knew this was your passion, but where did you know, like, all right, this is exactly what I'm going to do for the rest of the time? Like, as long as I can, when did that point hit you? Yeah, I was in, like, the second grade, <laughs> maybe first. I was, Facts, uh, though, yeah. I was young, man. And uh, one thing I like to say when it comes to music, going back to your roots, you know, to understand yourself better, understand your roots. My mama and daddy, they met rapping mm-hmm. through a, a rapper, and that rapper was my cousin. So I had no choice almost, you know what I'm saying? But to kind of to kind of give you, you know, to tell the story a little bit better, man. I, I remember like the first time I ever spit a bar, we stayed in Arkansas, Florida. Um, you know, mm-hmm. So it was me and my homeboys. No matter the fact, it was the time I, my daddy had didn't want to jail. So I stayed with it was just me and my mama. Right. And my uncle had to came over for a little bit. He had just got out. So he was kind of rapping a little bit, kind of rapping a little bit, his name Alex. So one thing about it, I said, I used to always have to cut the grass. So he started rapping. He was like, you go ahead and rap now. So me and my little homeboy, all that, all I remember is I said something about cutting grass. And then I mm-hmm. said, and I rocked my jade while I'm on my way. They yeah. went crazy. I'm talking about they went crazy. That was the first time, like, that was the first time I could ever remember me feeling like, like I felt a feeling like, like, like a light just shined on me, you right, feel like me? And, and then yeah. I was, and that night, yeah, like a rush. So, 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 so again, the next day we were walking to school, me and my sister, we had to walk to school mm-hmm. with our homeboy and everything. They were like, Dodge, rap. So now I'm rapping about popping pills, all yeah, yeah. kind of stuff, you feel me? I'm, I'm getting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm rapping like a straight dope boy, you know what I'm saying? Right. And they love, they went crazy. So I remember mm-hmm. that night, and I had a 50 Cent Eminem poster on my wall, and I, 
I was in about third grade. I, sometimes, bro, I just I had to speak. I just turn my music and I just look, look at it. I'm like first grade, bro. When I I told my mom, I said, Mom, I said, I know how I'm a, I said, I said, I know how to be cool. She said, Hi. I said, I'm a rap. <laughs> so from there, bro, it, it was just all, but it was always in me. I was always right. a writer. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you a funny story. When I first moved out there to the project, <laughs> I used to always write everything I saw and I mm-hmm. turned it into a story. So I'm right. just getting to this school, right? Mm-hmm. Now imagine you, you this young dude, you stand in projects, well, ain't nothing around you but drugs, guns, violence, this, that, and the third. And you writing For everything sure. you see. Yeah. But you're writing it like a story. Exactly, yeah. And I'm writing it, and I'm and and, and the teacher teacher, but I'm, I'm writing my, you know, I gotta write my book. I'm in class. I'm writing my story. Exactly. And she and she she kind of came behind me and looked at looked at my book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And I got a call home. <laughs> must have been that like, so you can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can't you can't write about everything like that in certain places because they're trying to take you away from us now. My my daddy was one with none of that, you know. Ain't nothing going on around me, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, like yeah. my dad is a real protector, so anything he wasn't having it, but he couldn't stop what I was doing and what I was seeing once I was go play, you know. So exactly, it yeah. wanted to say that there was, you know, my people was bad people and nothing like that. But I'm writing my reality, and he was like, "Son, you can't, you can't, can't do that because they'll tell, they're trying to take you away, you know. Exactly. They'll call these people and this that." Which they've really tried to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's wild, bro. Hey, but it'd be like that, bro. Like, no matter how much, like, protection you get as a kid, your parents can do the best they can. But, like, once you out of their reach, once you out of their sight, like, life going to come at you regardless. And so that's why I just call it, like, being a product of your environment. Cause like, like, like you say, your dad. I know said, you know that firsthand. I, I, I know you got... <laughs> Yeah, man. It's- <laughs> I know you got firsthand experience with that. <laughs> bro. I'm trying to tell you, man. I done grew up in so many different neighborhoods and projects, bro. I done seen it all, man. And, like, I mean, I feel like it's a good thing for me because especially Yeah, like now, every year. Stefan, Stefan left and came back. Exactly, like, Stephon switched schools and came back and went, like, dang. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Gone. But. That's neither here nor there. This podcast is not about me. It is about Young Dodge. So we're going we gonna to shift the focus back on him. <laughs> All right. So with being an artist, you know what I'm saying, of course you got to find ways to market yourself, to get your name out there. And I feel like one of my fondest memories of being along with you on your journey and like developing your craft and doing music with you is when you got the studio. And if, if you don't know, the studio is this infamous place in Gainesville that Dodge had when he like just invested everything and bought all this equipment over from his pop's house that he saved up for and just invested in it, put it up in the place. And like we was running people in and out. People was coming in for recording sessions. This man would sleep there nights in and nights out recording albums and mixtapes so give somebody who's out there let's say they we was doing that at what age 16 17 we was we was pretty young when when that happened i was around like 16 17 in high school yeah so somebody 
nowadays, 16, 17, give, give them, like, your thought process behind that and, like, really put put it in the perspective as, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this doable because, you know what I'm saying, I did it. And, like, how, how did you market yourself yeah. at that standpoint? Because during that time, like, bro, you was doing shows, you was going around, like, shooting videos and everything like that, like, we was popping, like, that's that's just all to it. We, we was we was it. Yeah. We done through that some we done through that pool party in the summer, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We, yeah. <laughs> we had to say jumping, you know what I'm saying? So just like t- speak on that yeah. real quick, man. Um, nah, man. Um I remember that that point in my life, like it was yesterday, one of the highlights of my life. Um so around that time I was I started uh I was getting real close to God. Real mm-hmm. close to God, I was um, dealing with certain things that made me uh, take a step back from my my reality and um, really look at the people around me. So you know, I cut a lot of people off, and I just uh, I just kind of I just I just took maybe maybe three to four months to just grow, and I did that throughout my life. I take so I mean media, no going out, no nothing, no. Smoking, yeah. no drinking, no nothing, no how bad I, no matter how bad I wanted to do it, I would just grow and I would I would work on my relationship with God and I would work on my relationship with myself. So mm-hmm. in those times, I isolated myself for the betterment of my of, of, of the world almost. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. during those times, I would kind of learn certain mm-hmm. lessons or God would give me certain nuggets and around this time of my life, it was called the wall of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what it is, I'm write it with a marker, a pen, anything. Exactly. I don't care, I'm writing this on my wall. So a lot of those concepts and ideas, I just I just believed in them. I believed in them so strongly, right. which made me get to a point to where I took my music so seriously and I was so serious about what I was doing I was willing to die for it. I still am. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and I remember, I, uh, like you said about mm-hmm. the, about the stu- about the studio. The, the first studio though was my room. So oh, everywhere yeah, sure. I stayed turned into a studio. Exactly. So, yeah, I I remember I didn't want to bed no more because I told myself I don't I don't want to bed until I make it. It was a couch. It was oh yeah, the, the couch. It was the studio. It was the studio. That's it. Yeah, I slept. I slept on that couch. The same couch everybody came up, come over. Now I can easily, <laughs> I can easily make this a comfort zone. I'm, I'm at home. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. But I knew the key to success was to make myself un- uncomfortable. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's the first step. So if you are that young, inspiring entrepreneur, the first step will be to make yourself uncomfortable. Get yourself in a position to where you're not able to relax so easily and downplay your dreams. So fast forward a little bit to the studio. Um, I was working on my like second album. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And um, we, we bought a studio. We rented out a, uh, we rented out a garage. And um, recording going on over there, and um, and that was my that was my that was my baby. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a type of person I can record 
for the rest of my life if God let me without ever leaving. So I would, like you said, I'll sleep there, I'll record there, I will buy food and stay there. I didn't want to be home because my music equipment wasn't home. Exactly. So it was nothing for me to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was storming, you remember that hurricane came through? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I was in I was in the studio when the hurricane came through with a generator recording. Working yeah, on my album, working on up. my mixtapes, working on my other artists. Right. They gave out a whole lot of food stuff. I went and got me some food stuff for free. I went exactly. and bought a whole lot of food. And put it in, <laughs> I put it in the studio. Eat, eat no subs and chips so, the whole uh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the hot chicken hot sub from Publix. You got to get exactly. the hot spicy chicken yeah, sub. Yeah, you put me on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the cheese. Um, But we were just in there. That was my spot. You know, that was my... It's, you got to say, okay, what's going to be the place that I designate all of my time and all of my energy? If you don't got money to invest, you have to invest your time and your energy, which is true wealth. You know, mm-hmm. the world wants to push this perception on you that your value is in your money when true value, excuse me, is time and freedom. Those mm-hmm. are your most valuable assets. So any way that the devil can take away your time and your freedom, he going to do that because he understands the more time and freedom you got, the more you're able to use your mind to manifest these beautiful uh visions and dreams and goals that you have you got to realize exactly that. you got to know that your mind is your most valuable asset we creators we creators we was born to create that's what god do he a creator so we his children so we got our daddy we just like our daddy like me exactly. i'm just like my daddy we really do the father so i take that and i say i can create anything in the world i put my mind to so you gotta have that knowing and you can't let nothing knock that faith like, so whatever it is, you got to, I don't care if you got to listen to a song, if you got to get up, if you got to speak to yourself, you got to look in the mirror, if you got to practice certain, like meditating on certain ideas throughout the day, mm-hmm. because negative thoughts will arise, but you have to set your mind to make your positive thoughts outweigh your negative thoughts. So no matter what, it's okay to have negative thoughts, we human, but you got to say, you got to know how to. Okay, analyze that and realize I just had a negative thought. So now let me think a negative thought because those negative thoughts are manifesting in your life. So me mm-hmm. personally, I'm very spiritual. So I don't care what I'm watching on TV, when I'm listening to my music. I understand what is negative or what is positive. I just understand what I need to do when I get to a certain point of the day because at the end of the day, I'm going to think positive. At the right. end of the day, I'm gonna think positive and I'm gonna manifest millions right. with my brain. You feel me? So hey, yeah, man, that's that's really what it's all about, bro. It's like I feel like half of the journey is the grind and the hustling, and then the other half is like your foundation, which should always be like your faith, your spirituality, and like honestly just positive vibes and positive energy that you set around yourself whether it's through being alone or like the people you place around you and the team you got going on with you you always need to have some positive reinforcement in the journey because there's going to be a million people out there who tell you no don't do it because they don't share the same vision that you do and they don't see the path that you see going down because it's not their path it's your path 
So you always need that that faith. That that's what always gonna get you there. That's why I call this show only by faith because that's the only way I'm at the point where I'm at right now because I could have easily been locked up in jail, six feet down. You know what I'm saying? But it's only by faith that I kept going. I kept pushing. I got out of certain circumstances and I created my brand. I'm leveling up. Like me, like me and you talked about on the phone the other day. Like this didn't happen overnight. But to some people who like new followers or like new new um, consumers to the brand or new listeners to the podcast, they may think, oh, okay, he's been doing this for a while. He's been successful. No, this is like seven years, almost five to seven nah. years in the work. You know what I'm saying? From ideation to creation. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I feel mm. like that's, that's just what it is. And that's how it goes. So I feel like regardless, whatever the case may be, if you're a true hustler, and you out there, you're a true business person, you want to be an entrepreneur, those are some key gems, some key some key aspects and outlooks on life that you need to have. You need to have your faith. You need to have positive vibes, energy, and reinforcement. And you got to be able to willing to grind those five to seven years because success don't happen overnight. It truly don't. Don't, don't let the social media fool you. Don't let nobody tell you different. Don't let nobody tell you, oh, you can make ten thousand dollars in two minutes even though that's doable but you gotta work you gotta work to get to that point you gotta work to get to the point where you can have a product that can sell out in two minutes where you can make 10 g's and don't have to worry about nothing for the rest of the month take a vacation with you and your family whatever the case may be and that's that's the path me and you on right now that's the path many entrepreneurs trying to pursue and go down right now right so with that being said i feel like we covered a lot. We touched on a lot of points. And if you made it to this point of the podcast, then we truly appreciate you. You got some you got some hidden gems that's not going to be out there on the internet for you. You got some knowledge and information that you wouldn't ordinarily get by just listening to any old person on the street because not everybody going to put you up on game and not going to give you the information to make you be successful. But me being me and the type of person I am, and Dodge being the type of person he is, that's why we hang around each other because we both want to see each other successful and we don't mind helping others get to that point as well as long as you listen. Because you can, like, like the old saying go, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So if you're listening to this podcast, then you got to the water and you made it to this point, obviously you're drinking, you're getting some type of knowledge, you're getting some type of help from this podcast so anything else you got like that you want to put out there like you got some key points you want to talk about some we ain't get to mention that you want to speak on uh nah i just i just uh same thing you're saying you know i just encourage everybody to just develop their relationship with god you know if you want to be if you want to be successful you know it's yours uh it said many times throughout the bible um but like you said, it's only going to come by faith. Everything, it's going to come by faith. Um, growing up in the church with my grandma, she had that, a sign that said, walk by faith, not by sight. And that's something mm-hmm. that I live by right now to this day. Walk by faith, not mm-hmm. by sight. And you got to understand, everything that you see is not real. Like this reality we living in is an illusion. The real reality on the inside whatever your thoughts is, whatever you dwelling on, it's going to manifest in due time. 
So whatever words you say, whatever thoughts you think, you got to understand we in the matrix. So you got to treat it just like that every single day. That, my favorite movie, The Matrix, because it's real. You got to understand your mind got the power to lift you up. All the odds are already against you. At least you can be with you. I remember I said that in the song. I said, just because they give up on me don't mean I give up on you. But that's, sure. that's my message. You know? just, just because they give up on you don't mean you give up on you. You go hard. You right. stunt. You flex. I don't care. You know, anything you think about, me and Stefan, we done been through it. Mm-hmm. They, they see his clothing line. They see his, uh, his work ethic. And they ask, how can I get there? And, the quest, and it's, it's very simple. Because you've seen the foundations being laid. Duplicate the success. Don't make it hard. Duplicate the success. Find you a successful person and duplicate the success. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel. So don't right. do it when it comes to your success. Exactly. And that's just how it go. That's the way the cookie crumble. That's the way the dough roll. This has been a good podcast, mm. an amazing podcast. This, I feel like this is a good kickoff to the second season of Only By Faith and a good starter to the series, The Art of the Hustler. So make sure y'all subscribe, follow, turn on your post notifications if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, which is coming soon, and Spotify Podcasts. Make sure you stay in tune. Make sure you listen to part two and three that's coming out soon. Maybe a part four, but that hasn't been confirmed yet. So I just want to say thank you, bro, for taking out the time of your day to, to speak on this podcast and even like dropping some gems and giving out some knowledge to these people who are trying to basically pave the waters and come behind us in our footsteps in the industries that we're in. And so with that being said, I feel like we should wrap this up, bro. And I really appreciate your time, bro, for getting on this show. And uh, thank you, bro. For sure, for sure, man. Man, for sure, man. I like doing this, man. Anytime, brothers. Let me know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? All right, we're going to run it up again, y'all. Until next time. Peace.